turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. Welcome to the show, where every week we talk about uh, an obscure kids show that you feel like only you remember. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us again uh, in this soon-to-hopefully-be-glorious year of 2022. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to be talking about two episodes of uh, My Brother and Me, but before we get into that, we have our first segment of the show, What's New Scooby-Doo, where we talk about any new shows we've been watching, anything new we've been like reading, or like just something new we've been enjoying in our lives. Mel, what's new mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo with you? I wanted to take this time to shout out uh, a very helpful YouTube series I've come across. The okay. channel's name is Picks and Portraits. Pick spelled P-I-C-S, and they have a series of videos called Sleepcore, and it's just videos, and it, there's like 80 of these. The place is like 80 videos long, videos anywhere from like 30 minutes to three hours long of just comforting soft old media for you to fall asleep to. That's not where I thought you were going. You said it's called Picks and Portraits? That's the channel's name, but the series they're doing is called Sleepcore. Oh, okay. I was like, are these going to be like photography like videos or something like that? No. Okay. It's just stuff for you to fall asleep to. It's been so helpful. And they've got different like themed videos. Like here's old sci-fi movies or here's little nature documentaries oh. or here's like 90s video game graphics or what- whatever vibe you're looking for as you drift off to sleep. They have it. And it's been so helpful we were just talking about how I have a roommate who's moving in with her boyfriend and she's already 100% gone from here. Uh, <laughs> still paying me rent through the end of the month, but my new roommate isn't moving in for a couple weeks. I'm like, I'm entirely alone. It hasn't been like that in a long time. I've got this channel to help keep me company at night. I just put on a video of like the Westinghouse's all electric house of the future of 1954. <laughs> I just put on a video of that of just like, the microwave oven have you heard of it just like soft fuzzy old like educational videos and i drift off to sleep is that uh is that one of your favorites ones i think it's one that i've like happened to be awake for twice as i like cycle through these videos (laughs) Uh, i did see a video about they had a, a video called like millennium dreams that was the theme of this piece and it was like all like circa y2k stuff and they go to like a a futuristic fashion show where everybody's got like one of those vegeta things over their eyes with the little computer that tells you what somebody's <laughs> power level is or like it's it, it's a fashion show but everybody is an electronic grafted onto them somewhere and then we follow this guy who's a professor somewhere he like went to mit and now he's teaching somewhere else and he has like one of those vegeta things and that's just how he lives in the year like 1998 <laughs> he's pioneering this thing he's just living like terminator all the time like looking through like a digital lens to like see everybody with this like clunky thing on the side of his head I mean, that's that's what the future was supposed to be when right. Google, Google Glasses started. That's where, like that's where we were heading yeah. for for scouters. It didn't take off. It didn't take. Yeah. Right. This guy was predicting, and like we almost got there, pal. We did, uh, but we haven't yet. 
I mean, maybe. But yeah, I there is an alternate timeline somewhere where Scouter's technology took over. And we're all reading each other's power levels 24-7. Oh my, right. <laughs> There's some universe where this guy is right. And also everybody <laughs> looks like a fashion model that just has a fanny pack that's also a Walkman. <laughs> the, uh, the ultimate fashion. <laughs> so yeah, you can find all sorts of entertaining and just sort of like good, pleasant, fuzzy background noise stuff on Sleepcore. Uh, I recommend this to you. Less as entertainment and more as a tool for bettering sure. your life. No, it's always good to have more tools. Uh, more tools that you can use and less tools that are people. That's my motto. Mm-hmm. And I'm sticking to it. Uh, I have, let's see, I haven't been doing too much. I, I have also just still been watching Encanto from last week. Uh, uh-huh. But I also went and saw uh, Belle which is uh, Belle spelled uh, like the name, like the, the French word. And it is the latest movie from Studio Chizu, who also did uh, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Oh, uh, Wolf Children, Summer Wars, Mirai. And this one is Belle, which is kind of a Beauty and the Beast kind of VR chat kind of uh, movie. Wow. And it's got a lot of original music. It's about like a singer. And it's really gorgeous. Like the the nice. animation in it. Uh, the director is uh, Mamoru Hosada, who also directed our War Games, the the mm-hmm. Digimon section. Oh, the Digimon oh. section, the part of the Digimon movie that is like them fighting in a future world, a virtual the best world. Part. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's that in this movie, and it's visually stunning. Very. Very good twist for a Beauty and the Beast kind of a storytelling. Um, normally, I would say you check it out, but it only aired in theaters for like two days. Uh, oh! So if if you saw it, great. Let's talk about it. If not, <laughs> hopefully by the time this comes out, it's available for pre-order for like Blu-ray mm. or something, because I do want to own this as soon as this comes out. Nice. But yeah, highly recommend. And uh, also the soundtrack in both the... Uh, original Japanese and the English dub are on Spotify. The music oh, is really, really good. So, yeah. I want to say, mm-hmm. briefly, uh, as you've mentioned the Digimon movie, yesterday sure. I was cleaning out a closet and I found a bunch of old sentimental movie ticket stubs. Yeah. And I had both movie ticket stubs from both times I went to see Digimon the movie in theaters. <laughs> In the year 2000. <laughs> in the year 2000. Uh, I saw you post that, and for a second I'm like, do I not have one Digimon ticket stub? Did you take mine? Uh, no. But yeah, you, both, you went twice. Two different days. Yeah, yeah I, I needed to see it opening night, uh, and then <laughs> exactly one, le- one week later was my birthday, and I needed to see it for my birthday. <laughs> That's fair. Could not compromise and do only one of those. I needed both. Yeah. Kudos to our mom for uh, for doing that. Uh, no, the first time I went, Tim took me. Kudos to oh. our adult older brother who knew nothing about Tim. Digimon. It was Maybe... just me and him. I don't remember yeah. you being there or his no, young son went... being there either. <laughs> he already had a kid to take care of and he had to take me to see Digimon priorities uh i yeah it's because i went with mom i we went to 
uh, a theater that's not there anymore. But yeah, I remember distinctly going to see it and seeing like the big cardboard cutout outside and talking to other kids like, you know about Digimon, Digimon. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we, <laughs> I don't know if I saw it the second time. With it, well, the second time it was like me and like two girls from my class and that was like okay. my birthday treat. It's It's weird that we both share that we both love this movie so much and we didn't see it at the same time. We had three chances to see it at the same time and didn't. We watched it together many times at home. We do, yes. Where memories are made. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of memories, mm-hmm. uh, I, I hope our listeners, ha- listeners have fond memories of our show as presented by an iTunes review. I assume it's hey! iTunes. It looks like iTunes. It looks like their op- operating system. Uh, but uh, Daoud, former guest of the show for the Beast Wars episode, sent us in a five-star rating and review, which we're going to read on the show, as is our promise and as a contract. If you get if you send us a five-star rating and review, it'll be read on the show. <clears throat> All right, five-star rating from Daoud. It goes as this. Come over and watch cartoons. If you ever watch cartoons with siblings, cousins, or even that occasional Saturday morning after a sleepover with friends, you'll love getting to capture that feeling again with this podcast. Jams and Melissa are also very happy to geek out with you to when the episode was published this, because who doesn't love getting to talk about... uh, God, I used to do radio copies, but I'm bad (laughs) at it. I'm bad at it now. Uh... Because who doesn't love getting to talk more about something you loved talking about before, right? Also, if you're a millennial, you'll find a lot of stuff you both remember but haven't thought of in a while. And stuff you didn't know about. And even when you did, it didn't really hold up, the episode is still fun to listen to and also makes you want to look it up. Thank you, Dawood, for that five-star review. Sorry I Thank butchered you. it reading it without <laughs> reading it like that. Uh, God, I used to get paid to do that. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway thank you Daoud and if you want to want your review to be read on the air just send it to us leave a five star rating review doesn't have to be iTunes can be anywhere you can leave a rating review and send it to us it helps people find the show and it uh, warms our hearts we love seeing mm-hmm. uh, all the reactions on Twitter and there but now it's time for the meat and potatoes of the episode we're talking about my brother and me today yes Mel you pick this episode, or you you pick you. <laughs> I did. I picked this. This is my idea. Uh, this is a show that I don't remember a lot of, but what I do remember of it is is vivid and fond. We are watching two episodes today. One of which is one of the most prime examples I can recall in my early childhood life of the play episode where the characters are in school and they get stuck doing a play and somebody doesn't like the role they're in. And another one is I think the first episode, first or second episode I'd ever seen of TV where somebody gets hit on the head, their personality changes and you fix it by hitting them on the head again. (laughs) So like this, this show, even though it was short lived established some very important tropes in my mind. Good. Yeah. I we'll talk about those tropes when we get to them. I didn't know anything about this show. I, I I came out a couple years after I was alive, so uh, I didn't I didn't watch it when I was two. I only am familiar with this because I assume this is where my brother, my brother and me, got their name. 
Maybe. I'm not sure. I can only assume it's like a pun off this uh, show. Yeah. Other than that, that's I went into this fresh-faced and new-eyed. So. New-eyed, not screw-eyed. Not screw-eyed. <laughs> Captain new-eyed. Uh, let's run down the facts, shall we? Mm. All right. Title of the show is My Brother and Me, created by, um, I'm going to butcher this, but Alunga Adele and Calvin Brown Jr. Uh, there was only one season of this show, so only 13 episodes. A it crime. Ran, a crime. It ran from October of like 94 to January of 95, like just a few months. Country of origin was U.S., Production company was Burns and Burns. I forgot to look them up to see what else they did, but it did sound familiar. Yes. Uh, original channel is Nickelodeon. I'm looking them up right now. See if they're elsewhere just on our spreadsheet. If they've produced anything that we've covered since you started putting this much detail on the spreadsheet. Oh, yep. Yeah, they co-produced uh, Science Court. Oh, oh, they did. Oh, I can't click on their production company. Okay. So they they at least did Science Court. Yeah, I couldn't find them. I think they might have changed their name. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk this up to who knows. Uh so yeah. And popular voice actors, popular actors, uh I'm gonna say right now, all the actors did a great job. Like there was really good yes. acting in this. Uh unfortunately I don't recognize any of the other roles uh that <laughs> the other actors have done the dad seemed vaguely familiar beyond just my fuzzy memories of watching this as a kid he just feel he has really good dad energy yeah and like i never know what i know somebody from what he was an ant-man he played uh pemtech gate guard oh it might be that yeah exactly something to look out for next time we watch ant-man yeah, not not much else. There was a movie called Cop and a Half, uh, in which I think it's her name is Dion. Yes, there was a, a movie called uh, Cop and a Half, a cab, in which uh, the actor from the show who played Dion, Amanda Seals, played Katie. Uh, and again, like the, I, I, that's I'm very vaguely recognizing a lot of this. The owner of the comic shop in this show, uh, played by Kim uh, Whitley. Uh, was in an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, hey! Yeah. See, this is where I think I mostly know people from. I, whenever somebody <laughs> seems vaguely familiar to me, I'm like, I probably saw them on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. Again, this is they all were... like stuff like I don't... It's like some of it is like a lot of stuff and I just don't recognize any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, like, and we were talking about this earlier. I'm like, what if these people did go on to prosperous careers in art forms that IMDb just doesn't track? Like they're very active in a theater community somewhere. I mean, I hope so. There's some good actors in here. Mm-hmm. So that's the facts. Let's watch the intro. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find it on YouTube, so I'm pulling this right from uh where we watched the show we watched it i bought a couple episodes on uh amazon prime so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna play it starting at the 46 second mark until i think it's like a minute something uh so don't worry about looking it up just listen to the under under uh listen to the bed that i'm about to put under us 
It's nice right. music. Enjoy. Starting in three, two, one, play. I do remember this graphic, this fun wiggly graphic. I do like the wiggle. I love that this is one of those opening credit scenes where the characters interact with the credits and they like yeah. bop them around and push them towards each other. Yeah, it's like something like, very wholesome about that. Very simple. Yeah. This looks a lot like the opening credits to Clarissa Explains It All. That was also the actors in a blank white void just bouncing credits off their hips towards each other. Yeah. All I can think just about posing. when I'm watching... <laughs> All I can think about when I'm watching these is uh, the director at, like directing these actors in a green screen, just like, okay, now, now, now you're going to spin it? Oh, and you, you got knocked out of the way. Act like you're screaming. <laughs> so fun. Uh, we watched episode 9 and episode 11 according to how they were listed on Amazon Prime, which is a little different than how they were listed on Wikipedia. Uh, episode nine is called Real Men Don't Wear Tights. Mm-hmm. And the episode starts with our, our titular two brothers. Our older brother is named Alfie. He's maybe 10. Uh, and his younger brother is named Dee Dee, and he's maybe six. Uh, and yeah. it's a Saturday morning. They're coming, both coming downstairs to the living room at the same time, and they both go for the remote. And Alfie wants to watch wrestling, but Dee Dee wants to watch cartoons. And Alfie teases him like, Oh, you think today's the day where Coyote's going to catch that Roadrunner, huh? <laughs> it might be. It's, if you don't watch, he never will. Right. <laughs> you believe you're a part of the process. Like, he yeah. needs you there to believe in him, or else truly nothing is going to happen. Uh, and then while they're playing Rock, Paper, Scissors to decide who gets the remote and they're distracted, their sister Melanie comes in, grabs the remote, and turns it to boring educational TV. The TV goes, welcome back to Algebra and you. <laughs> I noticed in the show that they call their sister Mel, which is the only other time I've seen in media where someone calls their sister Mel. Because there's I, I call you Mel, and I think I'm the only one in the family that does so. Other people have started doing it. I'm very nickname agnostic. I take any nickname, and I like them all. Mm-hmm. The... There's Cousin Mel from the animated Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer special. That's true. That was heavily important in our lives. I found it empowering. <laughs> like, the song just says Cousin Mel. No I, you know, no sense of identity. And to That's see true. that it's like a, a glamorous lady, Mel. I loved that. I'd love to be <laughs> her. That's good. I mean, I assume from our cousin's perspective, that is a good identifier for you. Yes. I was I was talking the other day. We were watching uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Johnny Depp one, because we hadn't seen it in a while. And mm-hmm. wild movie, first off. Um, Truly. But for the first time when I watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, the uh, the evil, like, suppose implied evil henchman who's, like, talking to all the kids trying to steal, steal secrets was revealed at the end of the movie to be named Mr. Wilkinson. And I'm like, oh, right. you, you're the only Wilkinson I've ever seen in media. Wait, that was the first other Wilkinson we had ever encountered. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I can't think of many other Wilkinsons. Like, I know there is a costume designer that worked on both Sky High and Watchmen that is yeah. uh, last name Wilkinson. 
Michael Wilkinson, I think. Michael Wilkinson, yeah. There's, there's the musical episode of that 70s show where I think it's Roger Daltrey from The Who has a cameo as the kid's music teacher in high school, and his character is named Mr. Wilkinson. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's nice to have identifiers growing up where you're like, I, that's me, that's my name, or that's what I me. look like, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, or like this per- you know, this person's from the same town that I am. Just yeah. something I want to mention about this show. I think it's set in... Oh, I forget now if it's North or South Carolina. I believe it's North Carolina. Yeah, but when I was reading the Wikipedia article, I I liked that it had like that specific of a location. And when I watched the show, um, like Goo, we haven't even gotten to Goo. Get ready for Goo. Get ready for Goo. Twice Goo is wearing t-shirts from like local colleges and universities that like are in that area. And then in mm-hmm. the kid's house, like their parents have got a wall of like college memorabilia yeah, with like looking at fraternities and sororities that they were in that I presume must be like real organizations at like real local universities. And like that's very good like scene setting. Like that makes the yeah. show feel very lived in. I, I was going to wait to talk about this, but since we're talking about like the how lived in this show is, uh, there's a scene later in the comic book shop which for one the comic is is run by by like a like a woman of color who which mm-hmm. you don't see in comic book shops enough uh in fact when a woman of color opened a comic book shop it made national news because of how rare it was um so always great to see that and then like in the background there's like a curl in like a wheelchair just like as yeah. an extra just like in the comic yes. book shop like there's a lot of like good diversity in this show mhm yeah it feels very true to life, even though we do, as previously mentioned, have an episode where somebody gets hit on the head, it changes their personality, and then they get hit on the head again, and then they're fine. I mean, listen, it, you still have sitcom logic, no matter what you do. <laughs> right. Sitcom logic, but otherwise feels very real. Uh, yeah. So, we, yeah, we get the intro uh, after the, the math show joke, and mm-hmm. then... Uh, we see Goo. We meet Goo. Goo's, Goo is like the Alfie's best friend. And yes. he's, he's usually like wearing a hat and like a big uh, jersey. And mm. he has like a lot of uh, character identities. Like he's always crushing on. Uh, he's always crushing on Alfie's sister. Yeah. Uh, he, he dislikes their younger brother. Uh, mm. He is identified by who he doesn't like and dislikes. Right. Who he likes Goo and dislikes. has... Goo has strong opinions. He's a big he character. His name is Goo. His uh, name is Goo. And this this, <laughs> this episode starts with him trying to convince Alfie to try out for their school play, which is Robin Hood. And it's a version of Robin Hood that has like rhythmic rhyming dialogue. And he's <laughs> like, you could be Robin Hood. He was like the first rapper. Uh, and Alfie's unsure about this, but then they, they go in the kitchen and they talk to their dad. This is the Parker family. This is Mr. Parker. He's making a big sandwich in classic yeah. sitcom dad fashion. <laughs> making a big sandwich. And he's like, well, Alfie, you know, if you uh, if you join the play, you could meet a cute girl. That's how I met your mom. And he's like, I still know all that dialogue from Romeo and Juliet. And he turns faces into the distance and he's like, yeah. but soft. But light through yonder window breaks. And then while he's distracted, Goo cuts his big sandwich in half, takes half the sandwich, and him and Alfie leave. Yeah. And like a whole scene happens, and then it cuts back to him like, my sandwich. <laughs> 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 finally, finally turning around. Um, 
But yeah, and Goo Duke. is insisting. Uh, Goo is insisting he actually wants to be Robin Hood, and he's like, Alfie, you could be Prince John, and then we get to sword fight each other on stage. And Alfie is convinced from this. He's like, well, I guess I wouldn't have to worry about remembering too many lines if I'm not the lead. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. L- let's do it. Uh, and then I think we cut to the scene where uh, we see Dee Dee again, and we see two <laughs> other boys, uh, like this white kid with like like short bowl cut with glasses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this other like uh, little thinner kid uh, named Donnell. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we ever get the middle kid's name. Oh, the blonde kid. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe yeah. he might be a recurring character we see in other episodes. We did start at like uh, episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> so there true. may be recurring characters we don't know but yeah goo has gotten uh, Dar- uh Dee, Dee and two of his little friends to be like uh little trumpeteers like oh, mm-hmm. everyone listen here comes prince john and like they're pra- they're practicing for the the play auditions there in the living room and you know, goo is pretending to be robin hood and he's got a towel tied around his neck like a sword and i'm like what? robin hood doesn't wear a cape <laughs> but it turns out this is clever foreshadowing. <laughs> it is. They, we do we do this play scene in in the living room with them just like you know, waving sticks at each other and wearing silly costumes. And then at the end, Goo pays the three boys a dollar each for their cooperation. Well, what he does is he's playing out like, and now as Robin Hood, I give to the rich, and he gives them each yes a dollar as in character. And yes. then he turns around and looks to the middle distance and starts uh, <laughs> quoting Robin Hood, and the boys start backing yes. out, uh, just just like what they did to Dad. Yeah. And then then we go to school. We see the play director. He's a teacher named Mr. Barrymore. He's wearing an incredible plaid blazer and like a beret, yeah. as yeah. all theater doers of any kind must wear a beret. Uh, Melanie, their sister Melanie is there. She's doing the costumes for the play. We're going through the auditions. Uh, all three of the little boys we see, you know, Dee Dee and his friends completely blow it. And Darnell gets up there and he's like, I, this was something <laughs> I forgot I remembered until I saw it with my eyes again. Where Darnell's like, boy, sure, I'm excited. I'm going to knock this out of the park. And he gets up there on stage and it's him holding his script, just like shaking with stage yeah. fright. There's his, nobody his in the mouth room but agape. him. Yes, yeah. it's only him, Mr. Barrymore, and Melanie who are sitting there at like the the table in front of him. It's it's he, the stage. He can't speak. Just, just, just the sheer presence of being on a stage, regardless of any other context, terrified. And this little yeah. boy sitting here, just like standing, shaking, like cartoon shaking his script in fright. And Mr. Barrymore, like to his credit, like gives him several chances. Like, hey, Donnell, yeah. come on, come on. Donnell, Donnell. And, like, eventually just goes, picks him up, and, like, stations him next to their table. Like, all right, if you're not going to move, you're going to not move here. Bring in the next <laughs> contestant. Uh, and then, yeah, they, we go through uh, Goo and Alfie's audition. And each time, Mr. Barrymore, like, gives them, like, a, a round of applause. And is very mm. impressed with them. And I also wrote down, like, you know, for actors, these actors can act. Yes! Like, Especially like uh, the the little kid Dee Dee, he did a great job. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, and at the end of it, we see Donnell again. He's like, "Thanks, Mister Barrymore, for giving me another <laughs> chance." And he gets up on stage again, and he goes, "It's, it's, <laughs> it's," and then it's he does it again. Freezes he gets again. one word he, in. 
that's progress. <laughs> yeah. And then again, he gets picked up and put off to the side. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and then, Boo and Alfie uh, nail the audition. But then it turns out that Goo is cast as Prince John and Alfie is cast as Robin Hood. And oh, the show no. had foreshadowed this by having Goo, when he's pretending to be Robin Hood, he's wearing a towel cape, which is a part of the Prince John costume. And at the beginning of the episode, when Alfie's like, I don't know if I want to be in this play, he's wearing a big green shirt like oh, Robin Hood wears. Yeah, like they set up this, you know, act two twist in the act one costuming. That's pretty good. Yeah. There's also um, a girl at school who I guess they're familiar with, uh, and she is cast as Maid Marion. Yeah, I don't think we got her name either. I think uh, her name's Cynthia. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll trust you on that, because I didn't hear that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so they we get to like rehearsals. Everyone's in costuming department. Uh, by the way, their costuming budget is like really good because all these costumes are yeah. great. Like, yeah, the Prince John costume is great. I don't. I never did that side of theater, so I don't know mm. how good like school theater costuming department actually is. I. But it doesn't. This well, this is impressive. It doesn't look this good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing I did in theater. And I, I only made it up through eighth grade theater. I wasn't good enough mm-hmm. for high school theater, but I did it a lot in middle school. That's the level yeah. I was at. And, yeah, I don't think we made costumes. I think it was, like, see what clothes you can find at home and maybe <laughs> with a budget of, like, $50 to go to the thrift shop. Yeah. The most I remember about uh, high school theater was the Little Shop of Horrors uh, that we did. Uh, that one was a really good show. Also, I mm-hmm. did uh, curtain pulling, and that was my my brief stint in theater. Oh, what did what show did you pull curtain for? I think the first possible show, like uh, in <laughs> freshman year. I, I think it was either freshman or, or middle school, where it was like, all right, try theater, try being a curtain puller. That's it. But yeah, I can't remember if it was middle school or high school, but yeah, one show, and then I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are really cut out for theater. Some people are not. Yeah, but, I have, a, uh, I have Alfie... a face for curtain pulling. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah. Uh, so yeah you we're, could be we're... on stage. You could, you could be great. You could be in Oklahoma. You could be in Anything Goes. You're right. I could be a great curtain puller for Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman, watch out. The guy on Skid Row who goes, yes, you go <laughs> downtown where the cops don't, don't stop. I don't, I don't have the uh, the the embouchure of a of a you go <laughs> kind of guy. But, Alfie, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> Alfie's very excited to be in the play. He's like, oh, cool! I I would like to be Robin Hood now that I have this opportunity. Uh, and his sister's giving him the costume. She's like, here's your classic Robin Hood hat. And he's like, cool. She's like, and here's your tights. And he's like, no, 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 I'm <laughs> no, not. I, I'm, I'm not wearing tights. Tights are girly. And she's yeah. like, they're not just for girls. A lot of dancers and athletes wear them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I refuse. No, I don't trust you, nor do I believe you. <laughs> and he, he just walks out. He's like, no way. Right. Yeah, that's his breaking point. And later he's telling Goo, 
It's bad enough that the dude's name is Robin, but I mean, you can have a soft name and still be hard. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay. I could I could get into the headspace of thinking Robin Hood is cool, but I can't get in the headspace of thinking anybody who wears tights is cool. <laughs> this Venn diagram is very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, little, like, uh, Goo comes out as, like, a little John, like, all right, I mean, if you don't want to... I get to spend more time with Mel, who who I flirt mm-hmm. with. At one point, uh, Mr. Barrymore is like talking and like jazzing the students up, like, "Sorry that uh, that Alfie doesn't want to play Robin Hood. I guess he won't get to be on TV like we will in a week." Yeah. And everyone like turns their head and is like, "TV, cable TV." Everyone gets very stoked. Uh, yeah we're not sure like how we arrange this where it's broadcasting yeah, but yeah I, he says it will be broadcast on cable next week i think the entire production of this play takes 15 days <laughs> it's, i mean i'm sure it's like one of those like wrxy like local television uh, channels oh yeah um maybe pbs maybe pbs uh mm-hmm. now goo knows that and he's probably gonna tell alfie Mm. You're raising your hand. There's a, a question. There's a scene where we cut back to the house and the parents are sitting there on the couch and they realize, oh, all the kids are gone. We have the place to ourselves. And they <laughs> look at each other and start to like waggle their eyebrows like, oh, and, and like then the kids burst in. But they have in front of them, like on the, on the coffee table, two huge like glasses of fruit cocktail like it is in what would be in any other show like here are the parents and their wine or their cocktails or whatever (laughs) but i I guess they were really playing it safe or really trying to support a healthy diet because these parents (laughs) both have just like it's like a big cocktail glass but just stuffed with like grapes and strawberries and little pieces of melon like no this is like how the parents treat themselves for a private night together only the two of them fruit <laughs> fruit salad <laughs> honestly that sounds really nice right now it does a, a big glass just like right? drinking okay. a big glass of grapes <laughs> honestly, or a small when you put glass like a, of tiny grapes if, like forget setting out like the schnooks fruit trick give it to me in like a large glass <laughs> give it to me in like a fish a large cocktail glass a large glass like that you can take pour. home, a commemorative glass. Right. I just want to pour pineapple chunks into my mouth with no liquid. <laughs> Please, sir. But then the kids burst in and um, yeah, talking where, about the play. Yeah, this is where Alfie complains about getting to wear tights. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're talking and Alfie's like, it's okay, mom. I already heard the story about how dad played Romeo to woo you. When you were in high mm-hmm. school, and he's like, "Oh, he did, did he? Yeah. He didn't tell me that he played Romeo." Uh, and then he does his whole the the dad's I think the dad's name is like Roger. Um, yeah, and then the mom's name is Jennifer, and she says, yeah. "Yes, I played Juliet, but your dad did not play Romeo." Yeah, he played. Uh, he certainly had a role with an impact. And then he gets up and he's like, "I'll do my lines," and he he's goes, uh, "Oh, I have it written here somewhere." Uh, he goes, "Hold, who goes there?" And my brain auto-completed that to, I am Archer of the Gorgonites. <laughs> but he, he played a, a sentry in the uh, in the play, and that's how they met. Uh, 
uh, and yeah, so yeah, Alfie is like still like a tights denier. Like he's he he kind of leaves the room, and he's in his room when Goo shows up, mm-hmm. and then he learns like, oh, wouldn't you want to be on TV? He's like, TV. Now we're talking, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we get. I thought this was going to be a dream sequence. Exactly. But... There is a scene transition here where the screen kind of wiggles, which is classic TV language for this is a dream sequence. But then the yeah. scene plays out, and you realize, no, this is canon. This is happening in the waking life. Yeah, unless the episode ends, and we just never get the ending of that dream sequence, and none of that <laughs> happened. Right. He dreamed the next episode. Sensitive goo. All in Alfie's head. I mean, with a name like that, that sounds like a dream. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we 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 see uh, Alfie up on stage playing Robin Hood, Goo playing Prince John, and we get the whole like it's like a it's it's a good acting. They're actors. It's good yeah. acting. Yeah. Uh, and they're getting ready to like fight, and they do their sword fight, and who interrupts them but King Richard, played by Donnell. Which I thought yeah! was really cute. That he... I'm so happy he overcame his stage fright. Yeah, exactly. Like he he got a good role and he he did his lines and everything went great. Uh, wow, I'm happy yeah. that worked out in the background without needing to be like a, a subplot. It's like no, just trust us. He, he yeah. figured it out. And then at the end of the play, like uh, you know, Prince John gets you know booked for his crimes and all that. And and Alfie as Robin turns to the audience and is like, "Don't do crime, <laughs> kids." Yeah. Like that. Like that's in in a rhyming couplet. That's what he says, pretty much. Yeah. And Goo as uh, as Prince John shouts, "Curses foiled again," which is <laughs> <laughs> such a classic stock line that I feel like I've heard over and over again, and I don't know precisely what it originates from, and I'm like, for all I know, it might be this, like that exact syntax and that exact delivery. How do I it, know? It could be. I assume it either came from the original uh, era of language where that was spoken, uh, or, yeah, from this, because curses I could see as like an everyday use. Foiled again... Yeah is very specific and I think might be from a piece of media. Yeah, I I can picture Mojo Jojo saying that, but I don't think he was the first person to ever do so. I think Goo preceded Mojo Jojo. (laughs) It was Goo 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 before Mojo Jojo. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Maid Marian gives Robin Hood like just a very chaste kiss on the forehead. Yeah, Uh, and he gives like a little grin. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I think like Alfie has a crush on that girl Cynthia, mm. and oh, I've never seen any character look so smoke off of chaste forehead kiss. Like, yeah, look what I got. I also like that it's a forehead kiss, kind of on a commentary in the fact that she is much taller than he is. <laughs> yeah, like a head above. Like she leans yeah. down for this forehead kiss. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother him. No, it's great. He's, he's a nice little smile. Uh, and, yeah, and then the. the the button at the end of the episode is that Alfie's like, wow, I can't believe like, because Goo was going to play Robin Hood after Alfie turned down the part and then Alfie was able to get it back. And he's mm-hmm. like, it was sure it was great of Goo to give me my part back. And Melanie's like, I had something to do with it. I messed with his costume. And she holds up the tights and she just cut a huge hole in the crotch of Goo's tights. And I guess Goo, instead of being like, hey, could you get me a new pair? He's like, well, I just will not play Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm going back to Prince John. Yep. 
And that's episode nine. Yeah. Uh, episode 11 is called Sensitive Goo. Sensitive Goo. Which, when you when you told me what these episodes we were watching were, so I could buy them, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, won't, I won't guess what this episode is. I didn't know Goo was a character at this time. I was just yeah, like, this okay. this is way more confusing if you don't know that that refers to a specific person on the show. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I won't guess to what this show is until we watch it. I'll just look for it. Sensitive Goo. Uh the episode starts with this cold open joke where uh, Alfie and Dee Dee are talking about how their mom's going on a trip for a week. Mm-hmm. And Dee Dee's like, man, you remember when mom would it would help us fix our toys? You remember when mom would do this for us and this for us? I miss mom. And Alfie's like, Dee Dee, she's been gone one hour. <laughs> yep. And it, it was a, it's a nice little wholesome moment. But yeah, it is, it's the little cold open. Uh, mm hmm. And then we we get into the show. Goo and Alfie are like getting ready to like go to the park and like shoot hoops. And Mel <laughs> has a new character Dion over, and it is mm-hmm. uh, famously implied that Goo like hates Dion or like yeah. is like very rude to her. Uh, yeah, loves Melanie, hates Dion. Yeah. Also, like so, Dion is staying for the weekend for a slumber party, uh, mm. and Goo is also staying for the weekend. Uh, so even though the mom's out of home, it's still it's still nice that all these kids are just like still keeping the family company. I thought that was yeah, nice. and like the the dad is not bothered. The dad's like, yeah, I don't mind because the dad comes home, he's gonna like live it up while the mom's gone. He's got like bags of takeout, a blockbuster bag, yeah, which like I a was plastic, so, so happy to see a plastic bag with a blockbuster logo. Very a very nostalgic feel looking at that. Oh. When I was cleaning yesterday, in addition to finding mm-hmm. two different uh, movie ticket stubs for Digimon the movie, I found mm-hmm. our old Blockbuster membership card. I'm going to frame oh. it. Yeah, you should. That's fair. Blockbuster gold. We were <laughs> gold member status. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what go that got movie, us, so. but it does it say gold like... in cursive on the card. Who wrote that cursive? Mr. Block? Mrs. Buster? <laughs> That sounds like a a pair of henchmen. It's like, look, if you don't sign over your land to me, I'm going to send Block and Buster after you. Those are like the name for like your left fist and your right fist. Oh, absolutely. If we have things don't go as planned, you're going to have to deal with Mr. Block and Mrs. Buster. (laughs) You're going to have to deal with Circuit and City. (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with east egg and west egg <laughs> but the dad's like brought over movies and he's like yeah like more the merrier like he wants to show these old movies he likes to his kids and he's like i'll show them to the other kids we'll all enjoy and the movies he lists off they are all real movies are blackula yeah, they, I, hmm? I was gonna say i thought they were all fake until i googled some of these i'm like oh no these are real titles yeah, Blackula, The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh, Disco Godfather, and Cleopatra Jones. And Disco Godfather is like a crime movie about drugs. And he's like, the kids yeah. are going to love Disco Godfather. Well, Roger talks about that being his favorite. So I'm like, oh, that, that's yeah. cool. I do like that he's celebrating like real black cinema. And he's excited to show these to his yeah. kids and their friends. I thought that was very wholesome and... and- uh, an underdeserved 
uh, uh, subplot because all the kids are just like, uh, sorry, we got uh, things to do. Sorry, Dad. Uh, and so Deity is the only one that's like left. He's like just kind of very like, no, I, I didn't really want to be here. I guess I'll spend time with my father. And yeah, so meanwhile at the court, Alfie and Goo are like, it's like three hours later since they started playing. Yeah. And that we see some kids like walk off screen and Alfie and Goo are just like panting and they're like I can't believe those guys want to leave because they're tired I'm not tired are you tired and then they're like just very very uh, goofily acting tired and panting and like shooting and like missing and uh, (laughs) then a a cute girl walks by go ahead yeah I just want to go back to note a couple things at the house. Uh, mm-hmm. When all the other kids leave and only Dee Dee is left and dad's like, oh, you'll watch movies with me, Dee Dee. Dee Dee makes a face that says, that's what you think. Like, it's a very clear, like, reaction shot. But then he also gets a voiceover that says, literally, that's what you think. And I'm like, yeah. I think you could have trusted that young actor. His face delivered it enough. <laughs> we didn't need the voiceover to sell that bit. <laughs> also, when we see Goo, he's wearing like the same basketball t-shirt he was wearing in the last episode we watched, which you never see mm-hmm. in live action shows that the characters, except if it's like a point that they've got like a very specific wardrobe, like if it's just a general sort of down to earth, like live action sitcom, you almost never see repeating wardrobe elements like everybody gets a new wardrobe every single episode so i like that we got to see the same t-shirt twice that can't be true that for for uh live action shows that it's a different outfit every episode i i'm certain like some minor things will reincorporate and like it depends on the show i just think in general i i i rarely see I think that there's just so many different clothes that costumers want to get on the show that actors want to wear that they don't. Ha- it takes them a lot longer to cycle through any pieces. This is just in my personal experience. That's it fair. may vary I mean, from would... live action show to live action show, genre to genre. Also, Alfie's wearing a shirt with like a big picture of Martin Luther King on it and all this tiny text that says, I have a dream over and over again. And so it's a big picture of MLK and then behind him, smaller, a turned around picture of MLK. Like there's him facing you and him in the background, him (laughs) facing away from you. And then you see the back of the shirt and it's the same. So like the little MLK was facing away from you (laughs) is facing towards you on the back of the shirt. He's got a job to do. He's got to be a back of the shirt. Right. Like It's a mirrored T-shirt. It's a very cool design. Have you uh, seen those 7-Up shirts that I'm sure, I hope, weren't made by 7-Up, but it could have been, given the time, uh, where the front of the shirt said, uh, make seven, and the back said, up yours? I know that. I am trying to think if that was a, a real slogan they ever had at any point. I think make seven up yours was a slogan that maybe cheekily splitting it across that shirt. I don't know if that was them or not. Yeah. Either way, that shirt existed and I have seen it in the wild. Wow. Uh, Back to the T-shirts. Right. (laughs) I just want to say, like, I really like the production design of this show. 
I think the the wardrobe and and the set decorating feel very like cool and naturalistic and lived in and very yeah. real. Yeah, this was a, a good show. Uh, mm-hmm. Go, I I mean, we had to pay to watch it, but if you can watch it, I would recommend it. Um, yeah, I think it was like two bucks an episode or like twenty bucks for the thirteen episode season. Yeah, a bargain. Yeah. A bargain. A bargain. So yeah, on on the court, uh, a cute girl walks by Goo, and he like turns and, he, and he's you know he's a he's a flirty man, and yeah. he gets distracted and he and he's turned around, and Alfred goes to like hand like shoot the ball at him to like pass it to him, and he's like what? And he turns around and we get a POV shot of Goo <laughs> as the camera, yeah. and we just get the the ball like knocked into us and we see just a look of sh- like shock and fear on Alfie's face uh and then we cut to the comic book shop this place this is place is so great. cool it's yeah. a comic book store it's and it's covered with like the collectibles you would expect they've got cardboard cutouts of the background of kirk spock and bones mm-hmm. uh there are arcade games there they also, weirdly enough, sell, like, rubber Halloween masks. Yeah. Not of, like, Batman, just of, like, ghouls. Like, they just shared like the eight... props with the Haunted Mask episode of Goosebumps. Yeah. Just, like, eight vague monster haunted masks just to decorate yeah. the wall. And also, there's, like an, uh, like, an ice cream soda fountain. So you can go here, like, yeah, buy like X-Man, too. play X-Man, and get a strawberry milkshake also. And yeah. buy a Halloween mask. Yeah. One step shop for all your needs. It seems it seems like a cool place. I I would love to go to this place. Uh, it, it's populated entirely by children. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. And I, I mean, a, and it's I a good sl- comic shop. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, I would have loved that when I was a kid. And also, I love it now. Why, why is this place <laughs> filled with kids? When is it my turn as an adult now? When do I get my shot? We meet the owner of the comic book shop, a woman named Mrs. Pickney. Uh, who knows the boys? Seems like they're in there all the time. And she's like, oh, hey, Goo. And he says, that's Milton, Mrs. Pickney. Uh, that is his, his given name. He insists on being called by his given name now. And when he's referring to his friends, it's not Alfie. It's Alfred. It's not Dee Dee. It's Derek. A change has occurred in Goo. Yeah. At one point, he refers to Dee Dee as young Derek. And... <laughs> And uh, the dad goes like, young Derek now, huh? And so now it's it's full young Derek, not Derek. <laughs> Derek. Uh, and then the uh, the sister, uh, Melanie and uh, Dion come in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Goo goes to like wave them over. And perhaps the young ladies would like to sit with us, Alfred. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Alfred's like, I don't know. Dion kind of hates you. And he's like, What? No, Dion's fun and waves her over and like orders Dion like a milkshake is very polite to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this character that he previously like was very rude to. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Melanie's like, wow, that's really nice of you. I, I think I'll have one too. And he's like, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> like very politely, <laughs> like dismissive of her. Uh-huh. Like you're, ha- you're going to have to talk to Alfie, Alfred about that. 
And then the kids go back to the house and uh, the dad's still sitting there like <laughs> watching some movie. It's making like spaceship noises. There's like pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it's like laser gun noises. I don't know if that's part of Cleopatra Jones, but the soundtrack he's listening to does not seem like it matches up with any of the movies he named. But he's there watching TV. Uh, then Goo comes in and he's like, he sits down. He's agreeable to watching a movie with the dad when the dad couldn't get anybody to watch a movie with him. Like, mm-hmm. Dee Dee's like completely zonked out on the couch. And Goo's like, oh no, I'd, I'd like to sit here and watch this with you. I can never watch anything this tasteless at home. <laughs> and yeah, and at first the dad is like, yeah, that's the great thing. That's the, the thing about parents. And then he takes a second. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> I, this is such an interesting combo of traits. Normally, it's like, oh, you get hit with the head and your personality is completely flipped. And Goo is way more formal and polite. He crushes on a different girl than he did before. But he still has this idea. He still wants to dunk on Mr. Parker and, like, raid the family's fridge. Yeah, he, he still, like, makes jokes. Like, at the yeah. at the comic book shop, he's like, do you, guys, do you boys have money? You can't, you can't buy something without money. I was, I think, alluding to a previous time where he didn't have money, and mm-hmm. uh, he pulls up both cash and a car, and he's like, "Paper or plastic?" And he's very. <laughs> I'm like the grocery store. I got what you need. Exactly. So he still makes jokes. Yeah, yeah. He's not like completely flipped into this little goody two shoes goo. He's still recognizably no. goo. He's alternate universe goo now. Right. He's yeah. You goo with a goatee. We got sensitive AU goo over here. Yeah. And uh, so they go to the kitchen and Alfie's like, I'm worried about you. And takes like a little Ziploc sandwich bag, puts mm-hmm. five ice cubes in it, like a very small <laughs> amount of ice cubes, <laughs> oh, hands the open bag to, to goo. And he Put puts it on, it on his head. head. Yeah. And he's when like, the, when, sh- the, when the basketball hit him in his face, he's like, put this on the top <laughs> middle of your head, please. That's where the brains are, the top of your head. That's probably what's broken. It's not a if nose you put problem. ice on your brain, I'm sure that'll fix this. Five ice cubes, that'll do the trick. <laughs> that should do you. Uh, and uh, so Alfie's talking about, like, you have to, like, feel better because we got such a great weekend planned. We're going to go mm-hmm. skateboarding, rollerblading. We're going we're gonna mm-hmm. to go to the, the comic shop. We're going to eat Sundays. And uh, Koo's like, I have a better idea that we could do all weekend. And Alfie's like, okay, now you're talking. And he's like, let's do homework. We're, we have an essay due on Tuesday. We'll start now. What fun that'll be. Yeah. And then uh, Alfred, of course, is, has an uh, adverse reaction to this. Uh, <laughs> and the kids go to bed. Alfie wakes up. Like, We get a shot of the clock ringing at like 7 a.m., and we yeah. just see him rise into frame like a like a vampire, just like yeah, I am awake now, like a grown up. Yeah, like even though it's the weekend, Goo insisted on like setting the alarm for seven a.m. and waking up early. And he is wearing these pajamas <laughs> yeah. that the uh, it took me a while, but the print of the fabric is boxer dogs wearing boxers. That's cute. Th- these are like uh, but- some Stanley Ipkiss pajamas. <laughs> But what the pajamas are is a, like, Ebenezer Scrooge nightgown and cap made out of the same fabric. Yeah. Truly otherworldly. 
I, I, this is preserved somewhere. I want to go to the Smithsonian. I want to see Archie Bunker's chair and the first <laughs> Darth Vader suit and Oscar the Grouch and Goose pajamas. Did you recall all that from the Smithsonian or from Night at the Smithsonian? <laughs> I don't think they get into the pop culture wing, unfortunately. Like Darth Vader and Oscar the Grouch, I don't. They are in Night at the Smithsonian because at the end of the movie, uh, they're like trying to bring more villains in, and they bring in both Darth Vader and Oscar the Grouch. Oh my god, uh, to be that's like, right! Join the join the villains. I only remember like black and white Al Capone being played by the Punisher. I gotta mm-hmm. watch these again. I have a, a a deep fondness for the Night at the Museum trilogy, but they're so mm-hmm. dense that several years after marathoning them all, I'm like, what was in those? <laughs> Who be that? <laughs> uh so yeah uh goo is the first one up he tries to like wake up alfie which i do like how they have this like sleepover arrangement goo gets like alfie's whole bed yeah and alfie is like s- like sleeping at the foot like f- with his feet towards the head of Didi's bed and Didi's sleeping normally so they're like kind of both sharing this bed and it's kind of like is very cute uh but he can't very get polite. get him awake <laughs> They're so nice to guests in this household. Yeah. And so uh, Goo walks downstairs by himself and he walks in the kitchen. And there's a woman in the in frame that we haven't <laughs> seen before. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Either. Yeah. And he's like, who are you? Why are you in this house? And she reveals herself to be Aunt Helen, who heard that her sister was out of town and thought she'd come over and help run the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, much to the chagrin of the of the dad yeah uh, and then the subplot becomes aunt helen's like no i'm gonna come over here and help you guys and instead she ends up like bossing roger around and like mm-hmm. making him like get drinks for her and she's right next to the phone but she makes him answer the phone and i wish the subplot would have continued to be dad is excited about an old movie no one else wants yeah. to watch you could build an entire b plot out of that yeah, I wanted to see more of that. Uh, yeah, this was more of the... This is when we got young Derek. Mm. When everyone starts waking up and realizing Aunt Helen's there. Mm. Uh, yeah, and we get more scenes of Goo, like, very aggressively, like, flirting with Dion. And Mel, like, feel like it's starting to, like, get to her. Like, what about me? Yeah. You flirted with me. Where's my love? Yeah, like, I don't attention? like you, but I, I but feel I, like I've lost some sense of status now that you no longer like me. <laughs> exactly oh yeah this is where they're doing uh goo walks downstairs trying to find alfred he's like mm. we're doing homework i need alfred and i need my butler uh, alfred has the butler. batmobile <laughs> alfred uh, uh side note uh there's a webtoon uh the, the webtoon app has an official batman comic called batman family adventures with uh all of the bat family like all the different sidekicks living in, in one house and it's all very cute oh that sounds cute and you should go check that out but uh the girls are like taking one of those like magazine quizzes like mm. answer these three questions and figure out what kind of person you are and go goes through the whole like what are your favorite movies like if you could watch this thing would you watch this just he's using the whole like quiz to like further flirt with Dion for every question. Mm. He's like, "What kind of uh, dog would you have?" It's like, "I would have a collie like Lassie." Isn't that your favorite movie, Dion? And and it's it's just a lot of that. 
Mm. And then at the end, it's it, like, the, oh. The, the, the quiz is like, uh, if you could watch one of these three movies, what would you pick? The Terminator, Tombstone, or The Little Mermaid? And Goo's like, I love that Ariel. She reminds me of Dion if she had a fin. And then he like finishes the quiz and leaves. And Dion is like, I don't want to imagine myself with a fin. <laughs> they, they read like, according to this, Goo is sensitive, which is great out of context. <laughs> that was the findings at the end of Ghostbusters 2. The Goo was sensitive. Yeah. That that was the major plot point. Goo is sensitive, guys. <laughs> That's our number one movie where a goo is sensitive. <laughs> Name a more sensitive goo. I dare you. <laughs> uh, and then in the next scene, um, apparently all the kids have just—it's like Sunday morning now, and all the kids have just returned from being at church. And Goo is like, "Oh, Dion, you looked so angelic singing at church." And they're wearing these, like, real sharp little church clothes. I liked their outfits yeah. here. Very dressy. Yeah. Alfie's wearing a real sharp suit. He's he's all, like, dressed to the nines. And for a second, I'm like, is this just they wear these clothes sometimes? Because everyone's <laughs> decked out. But yeah, Goose says, like, don't you, I, you've, mm. Goose says to Alfred, like, I've talked to uh, Chess Club and we're going to get uh, signed up. Won't that be exciting? And then Alfred is like, please help me to uh, to, to Mel and Dion. And then Goo comes back with like an older girl and like a younger boy. Uh, and they both have the glasses with the taped middle. And they're like, hi, we're the chess, chess club selection committee. Which is a wild thing. Yeah, they are. I can't think of another club that requires a selection committee. Right, this is, and like they have to fill out applications for the chess club. Like this elementary school chess club takes itself very seriously, even though its leaders are the bagged Halloween costume for nerd. <laughs> yes. So yeah, uh, Alf- Alfie, I keep calling him Alfred. He prefers Alfie. Uh, Alfie talks to uh, Melanie and Dion and just like, you have to help me. Uh uh-huh. and he he like blackmails like Melanie like what's the school going to do when they find out that even goo wouldn't like you. <laughs> and the kids uh talk about what if we call goo's father? He's a doctor, which is a very yeah. interesting thing to learn about goo. And they're like that would break his heart to learn that his son has changed so much. And they're like scared that something's like wrong with Goo's brain and they're like he'll never be a doctor and his dad will never get to realize his dream of being in a hospital and hearing somebody on the intercom say, "Dr. Goo, Dr. Goo, you're needed in <laughs> surgery." <laughs> yes. Yeah. I need this to be rebooted. I need this to be rebooted in general. I had a, gr- a great time with the show, but specifically, I need Dr. Goo. <laughs> Find a more I sensitive need, goo than Dr. Goo. I need that to be the program. It's like, this is how we're rebooting it, specifically. Uh, this is Dr. Goo. Alpha and Alfie and Dee Dee are in there sometimes, but it's mostly house but goo. <laughs> Isn't... <laughs> Would you consider Mr. Fantastic a Dr. Goo? Or is, is he too uh, rubbery? Is rubber not a goo? Yeah, he's too solid to be goo. I rarely see him in a puddle format. Hmm. There's definitely a Dr. Goo out there in superhero dumb. The only person I can think of that's goo is, is Glob Herman. 
but he's not technically goo. His like skin is just very big and and transparent. Transparent. We don't know that Alex Mack didn't grow up and get a PhD. There we go. Let's hope on that. <laughs> yeah, she could, she could be a doctorate of anything. Maybe she's an anthropologist and a silver puddle. <laughs> Uh, so we cut to, uh, uh, Alfie, Mel, and Dion, like, on a quest to give Goo a new head injury. It's, like, <laughs> a lot of, like, basic, like, setting a book up on the door and asking him to open yes. it. Like, yeah, to, like, like Rube Goldberg stuff, throwing an apple at his head. Yeah. Alfie had said, I saw this on TV on one of those smart channels. Like, we just have to hit him in the head again. And he's, he's like, got the book over, like, the top of the door. It's going to fall off. And he's like, Milton, I can't seem to locate the book you wanted. Will you please assist me? <laughs> and then he comes in and it falls in front of him. And he's like, here you go. He's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the Thank curses you. foiled again. Yeah. Uh, we also see uh, Helen... Uh, in the kitchen, like reading a magazine and like eating like mm. grapes or something, and meanwhile, like Roger's like just doing regular dad stuff, like he's got an apron on, like cooking dinner and stuff, and he and he and the phone rings and she doesn't pick it up, and he's like, "No, I'll get it. That's fine. I know you're here to help, but you you look busy," mm. and it turns out to be a friend of Helen's that at some point had a they had a conversation like, "I can't. Don't call me at home." I will be at someone else's home. Call them to chat with me about something not related to them, which feels yeah. at some point in the process should have been revealed as very rude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, not even call me here for something important. Call me here if you just catch some hot goss. I'll hear yeah. it. Yeah, honestly. The the latest scheme uh, that they have to try and like hit goo on the head is that this I remember specifically. They've got something like rigged up over the door that's like, you know, he's supposed to walk in and then Alfie pulls a cord and something's supposed to fall on his head. And he's like, I saw this one on. And then the girls cut him off and we're like, we know Alfie. You saw it on like the brain channel. And he says, no, I saw it on Gilligan's Island, which is true. <laughs> I yeah. did see this on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Gilligan gets like hit with a coconut and then he's acting weird. And then the answer is hit him again with another coconut. So then I see this on TV later and I'm like, yes, he's right. I also <laughs> saw that. I think this was like the first time I can remember TV. I was watching comment on other TV. I was watching when I was like six years old, which is now a very prevalent theme. But yeah. back then it was very new. It's like, yeah, you did you named one specific Gilligan's Island that I happen to have seen. <laughs> that wasn't a regular occurrence. It wasn't like every week, like, I don't something's wrong with the professor. We gotta smack him with a coconut. <laughs> uh but yeah, so their all their plans fail. They uh end up at the comic book shop. I, at this point, Alfie's resigned, like, this is just my best friend forever, and that sucks. Mm. Uh, and like they go and like, well, let's just go get something to eat at the, at the comic book shop. And he like Alfie goes to like get his money, and then Goo stops. It's like, no, 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 lunch is on me. Which is like still like still like he's a nice best friend. He's yeah. just a different. He's an AU right now. Uh, yeah. But he gives like a five bucks. Oh no, it's for uh, it's they're gonna play games. Um, mm -hmm. and he gives like five bucks to Dee Dee to get quarters. 
And they put it in this weird change machine that I've never seen, where you lay the build down flat, parallel to the machine, and like slide it in, like on a tray and slide it in, and coins yeah. are supposed to come out. I don't you know if this was a real in, thing. Like how you get a trading card out. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, is this a thing that existed, or was this a budget cut for the for the scene for the scene? <laughs> But anyway, like, they, they push it in and quarters start coming out, like, one by one, and then two by two, and three by three, and then way too many quarters for a $5 bill. Mm. And all the kids start, like, freaking out, like, oh, free quarters. <laughs> like, I'm going to play video games forever. And mm. the the owner of the comic shop goes over there with, like, a plastic bat and start like, not hitting the kids, but, like, shooing them away. Like, no, no, yeah. no, get your, get your hands off that. Not yours being uh goo being very polite is like allow me to help uh and like all the kids go back to what they're doing goo like scoops them up into a hand and goes to stand up so goo hits his head and now he is all better again he uh <laughs> he just bent over to scoop up coins and like bonked it on the underside of the counter when he was standing up after all those schemes and rube goldbergs this is what it takes just get yeah, him t- on the ground accident. and make him stand up again <laughs> <laughs> put him too near a counter and we have it solved <laughs> and i think someone calls him milton he's like milton my name is goo and, and and we cut to uh helen talking to like the family like thanks for having me over i'm glad i could be such a big help i'm so proud of how how nice the house looks uh where well roger kind of grumbles in the background oh yeah at this point she mentions to to roger like by the way blockbuster called and you owe 25 dollars for the late fees on those movies right which is which is crazy impossible he rented like four movies i think he rented that six was movies. on like I... okay even if it is six he rented them on friday it's like monday or tuesday now i think they mentioned that their mom's out for a holiday weekend i don't know what holiday weekend it is but like no, it is not $25 already. I don't know how much it is, but I know it's not that much. Even if it was like a dollar a day, there's no way. Yeah, no way. She's lying. Don't trust her. Uh, <laughs> so like it's the end of like the slumber party weekend and Dion is leaving just as like Goo is coming in like back from the comic book store uh, and he opens the door and, and like intending it to be for Melanie now. He opens the door and he says, allow me dreamboat holding the door open for her, and then Dion says, thanks. And then Goo says, not you, shipwreck. Which is <laughs> mean, but a turn of phrase that is very clever. I'm surprised yeah, I I've that. never heard it in any other context. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that too. So yeah, Goo is back. Uh, and yeah, there was like a little, I think someone else calls him Milton, and it's like, oh, that's Goo to you. Yeah, like Aunt, he- this is the final beat, is that Aunt Helen's like, it sure was nice spending the weekend here. And then your nice young friend, Mr. Milton. And then Alfie says, that's goo, Aunt Helen. Goo. <laughs> bum, bum. And that's my brother and me. We just watched the two episodes. Because mm-hmm. uh, we had to buy them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. I really enjoyed myself. Like I, like I said, yeah. I had... D- I didn't remember much, but what I did remember was valuable. Like, oh, that shows the first time I ever saw this thing. And there's a guy named Goo. And I watched it again. This is such a solid, well-rounded show. 
Yeah. Like, I, I'm always, like, hesitant to watch, like, sitcoms as, like, something for the show. Because mm. it is patently hard to take something that is already funny and make more funny out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, but this was just really wholesome and really good show. And I'm, I'm glad mm. I watched it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, the the laugh track may get to you. Like, when I first turned it on, and, like, I haven't watched anything with a laugh track in ages. I'm like, oh, right, I have to deal with this. But that's the mm-hmm. only drawback. I didn't even notice the laugh track. It's 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 background radiation for me. <laughs> well, thank you, Mel, so much for bringing in uh, my brother and my brother and me to to my eyes, to my yeah, to me. I brought to it my to, I brought it to my brother. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Right. Uh, I felt like this yeah. show was inevitable for us to cover at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And it, it could only be recommended by you, so I'm glad you fulfilled yeah. the prophecy. Right, you couldn't. Well, you could have done it only in an episode where you made our other brother be on here, <laughs> where I, where I didn't allow you to come on the show, and it had to be Tim and me. Like, no, sorry, this is a brothers only episode. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, all right, Mel. Guess what yes. we're watching next week. Um, oh, you, you showed me a list of new things you added to our list of options, and you're like, it's one of these. Yeah, I went through the history of a lot of, like, channels and went through, like, some of their early shows, some, like, early anime. I do want to get into, like, some more, like, old anime. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I went back and I looked at all of JetX and <laughs> wrote down anything we didn't have, and I reminded myself of dragon booster uh dragon booster is a kind of how to meet how to meet your how to meet your dragon (laughs) how to train your dragon uh kids this is a story of how uh, i met your dragon this is kids this is how i met your dragon uh this is how to train your dragon meets uh pod racing meets like obon star racer it's like I am very excited about this. It's it's also available on Prime uh, with ads. Okay. We're just going to watch the first two episodes, which is like a two-parter intro. And I'm very excited because I'm going to do this tomorrow before I get my booster. And if I like it, oh. I'm just going to binge it while I'm all boosted for the next oh, couple Oh, that's days. fun. Yeah. Booster while you booster. Yeah. But yeah, I th- I think you'll really like this. And I am looking forward to rewatching this. Okay, this is a show I don't remember at all. Great, I I can't wait to, I know the names are a lot of fun, the animation's a little unique, but yeah, it, and the dragons I don't think have wings, they're just like land salamanders. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a like a, a racing thing. They do have jets on, jetpacks though, so we'll get to that. Wow. Um, but yeah, tune in next time for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, by the way, uh, I mentioned we're going to watch episodes one and two. I guess I should point out we're going to just move to doing two episodes of shows instead of the three. Uh, mm-hmm. One, one because it's easier for us to like do the podcast homework, and then it means shorter episodes for you guys. If we have a guest on, we may stick to two or even do one if it's mm. a very dense episode, so it's still about the same amount of length for you guys. Uh, but yeah, if you guys don't like that, let us know. 
Uh, if you prefer the longer stuff, let us know. If, or if you do like it, we would like any kind of feedback. So uh, you can talk to us on either Twitter, at SaturdayMOPod, or email us, SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. If you'd like to inquire about a guest, you can do that there as well. Yeah, just saying, like, three episodes aren't off the table. It'll really depend on if we're watching something where maybe there's three episodes that we do specifically remember and want to cover, or it looks like there's a three-episode arc uh, and and no two-episode arcs. It'll right. depend. But I think this will be a lot more digestible for the for, for 2022. Two episodes mm-hmm. in 2022. So, yeah. Uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter. Mel, why don't you tell them about the whatnots? Yeah, well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Listen to my other podcasts over on the Whatnots Network. That's Whatnots, spelled like astronauts. I'm on a weekly book club-style media review show, simply called The Review Show. Every week we do a different movie or a season of a TV show or a couple volumes of a comic, anything we can cover in the week, all sorts of genres. We go all over the place. Uh, this, so far this year, we watched the entire Matrix franchise and then The Power of the Dog, things that are very different mm-hmm. from each other, only tied by the fact that they are movies released in 2021. That's it. That's the similarity. Uh, I'm on The Captain's Log, which is our weekly off-topic nonsense chat show. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and we have a feed called The Reactor Core, where we talk about anything that's brand new media. Um, uh, coming up this week, as I record this, we're going to do an episode talking about season one of Yellow Jackets, now that that's all wrapped up. Oh, nice. So yeah, go check those out. There's there's a lot of content over on those channels to check out and dive into. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Relax. Kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. But I gotta bust that move. Aha! Oh, evil Prince John, I hope we will meet. And when I'm done, you will lay at my feet. Oh, cuddle that rhyme, forget all that rap. Look where you are. You fell in my trap. Don't be too sure. You knave, you lout. I am great with a sword. I will fight my way out. is done. Bounce your sovereign. King Richard has come. <laughs> King Richard, arise, my noble Robin. You serve me more than most. And you, Brother John, you know your butt is toast. Curses. Foiled again. Take him away. <laughs> <laughs>